Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs, where we try to solve modern mom problems or at least have fun talking about them. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Today's topic is learning life lessons with Kanika Chada Gupta. She's a former CNN television journalist, podcaster, and mother of three. She aims to give credit where it's often overlooked, which is the lasting impact of great parenting. Kanika interviews public figures on their life lessons, legacy, and trusting their intuition as they raise the next generation. Her wildly popular podcast, That's Total Mom Sense, has been featured in Forbes and on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and Thrive Global. Kanika, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tara. Oh, it's a joy. I'm so excited to have you here. You have no idea how much I am fangirling you right now. So thank you for coming on. Absolutely. I'm just so happy that we found out we're neighbors. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna have you here. Yeah, I'm gonna have you over. We'll have some nice tea. We'll hang out. We'll we'll just like chat. Cause even before we jumped on, we were talking for I don't even know, 20 minutes before we even got started. So yeah, be careful what you wish for, Jersey girls <laughs> in the house now. Right. Exactly. So Kanika, as I mentioned, you're the host of That's Total Mom Sense. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started the show. Yeah, sure. So I began my career in television. I mean, I grew up watching Oprah and Connie Chung, and I felt like, you know, why not pursue that path? And, you know, I, I just wanted to be represented. I feel like I didn't see anyone like me on air. And so that's why I went into journalism. And that's what a mom sense came to be after I had my three kids. And I'd like to say it's like me birthing a fourth because I started listening to a lot of podcasts and I felt like the space was bereft of a parenting driven, you know, mom driven show that has four pillars in mind is informative, insightful, inclusive, and inspiring. And so that's what that's total mom sense is. And I just wanted to create a space for, for parents to feel like, you know, seen and heard. And, and if we could talk to celebrities and, you know, those who are household names about all things parenting, something that's, we all relate to on such a human level, I feel like it just makes it all feel easier and, and gives you that solace that we're going to be just fine. Yeah. You really do have a knack for making us, and I'm saying us as modern parents, feel seen in your work. So so thank you for that. And you and you check off, not that you're checking off, but you hit those pillars so beautifully. You are inclusive. You are informational. Like it, it really, I, I love, love, love your show. And that's why we're here chatting today. And like I said, why I'm totally fangirling. So as I mentioned, on your show, you interview all kinds of wonderful people. Chelsea Clinton, Eve Rodsky, Zibby Owens. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And you often talk about life lessons. And so today I want to chat with you about life lessons. Ooh, so, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are some of your 
favorite life lessons that you've heard throughout the course of your podcast? Let's see. I mean, just having the luminaries on and to be able to have such candid conversations with them is a gift. It feels like free therapy. So I I just love it. And the advice that I've gleaned from all of them is just so applicable to all our lives. And, And I'll touch on a few now. Rebecca Minkoff, for instance, when she came on, she talked about how it was through a life lesson that she learned from her mom that it created this entire livelihood for herself. So when she was just eight years old, she wanted a new dress and it was a little expensive. And she asked her mom, oh, mom, can I have that dress? It was for like a school function. Her mom said, no, sweetie, you don't have enough in your you know, allowance to afford it. And mind you, her parents kept a green ledger in their kitchen where Rebecca and her brother Yuri had to do chores and, and kind of earn their keep. And so she didn't have enough for it. But she, her mom did say, I'll take you to the fabric store and you can pick out some fabric and I'll teach you how to sew. And so she fell in love with the craft and by nine began designing her entire wardrobe and sewing her own dresses and and clothes. And so much so that once she graduated high school, she moved straight to New York and went into fashion design. And the rest is history. Exactly. Exactly. And how amazing is, is that? I think, you know, kudos to Rebecca's mom for realizing that like, I could just buy her the dress and call it a day, but but she did the hard work and she knew that in the long term, I'm teaching my daughter a greater skill. And I think that we have to always kind of fade to that. And in, let's see, the case of Chelsea Clinton, you know, we talked about how she was always this self-motivated child. And I think, you know, that goes to her credit. Yes, she had parents who showed her the way. But I mean, can you imagine from age 12 to 20 growing up in the White House? I just, I can't, you know, it's like with the Secret Service and like state dinners and she on her own would, you know, say, I, I have an exam to study for, or I have, you know, music practice and, and not partake in all that. She didn't want to be like a socialite. She was actually very studious. And, and she mentioned how, you know, I used to go to the Easter egg roll as a child, growing up. And, you know, I look forward to, to going with my cousins and my younger sister. And she said, do you remember how I was never there? And I was like, I never thought about that. But yes, it was on, you know, Mondays, Easter Monday. And she said, yeah, I was at school. She only missed school once the entire, you know, kind of tenure of her, of her dad's administration. And so that just says a lot as to like how she had her priority straight. And let's see, I want to mention the other two that you brought up with Eve Rodsky. She does a great job in illustrating a few different things. Fair Play, her New York Times bestselling book is a revolution. And her documentary that was done by Jennifer Siebel Newsom, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom's wife, is also just brilliant because it really shows these personal accounts of families all around the country and how Fair Play change the dynamic in their homes and how, you know, both partners have to do the work. And, you know, when it comes to, to child rearing, I always say parenting is a team sport. And so the fact that she's kind of helping families realize that, that like, you can't put all the invisible work 
and mental load and labor on just the woman of the house or the, or the mom. So the fact that she advocates for us and it's, we're raising this whole new generation of girls and boys who realize this and how we all need to know our way around the kitchen and how to manage a home. So I think that's just groundbreaking. And Zibby Owens, oh, she is a delight. And she, I feel like in bookends, shares a lot of her own family anecdotes about how she got into writing. And I think that's something that I've taken a cue from. I feel like oftentimes we think, you know, who's really going to give a shit about my story? And like, what do I have to say? And she's made it a point to do that, to, to make sure that, you know, whatever she is writing in her own memoir and works and who she's uplifting through her publishing company, especially, you know, sharing stories from underrepresented voices is brilliant. So, you know, we all have a story. We, we should own it. Yeah, it's so true. I was thinking when you were talking about Rebecca's story, I've recently worked with a therapist and she has a phrase that she instilled with me. So I'll call it her life lesson. And it's stepping out so that they could step in. And Rebecca's story really reminded me of that. Because like you said, the mother could have said, okay, let's just go to the store. I'll give you the rest of of the money, the difference between what you already earned and what you don't have. And you have the dress and we'll put bows in your hair and we'll shine your shoes up nice. And then you go to the the dance, right? And that that would have been the end of the story. And then that would have been it. And Rebecca would possibly have not gone on to become the Rebecca Minkoff that we know today with her beautiful designs and all of the great work that she does. But the mother took the time, like I said, to step out so that Rebecca can step into that talent. And so I, I love that phrase. We try very hard to do that in our house. It doesn't always work. It's a work in progress. But I think that's one of my favorite life lessons that I think could also, like I said, be applied to Rebecca's story. Yes. Oh, I think that's really wonderful. And, you know, in this day and age, I feel like, you know, we can kind of classify how parents have done things, you know, the boomers and so on. And, you know, I guess we're, I'm a geriatric millennial. (laughs) Same, Um, same. That's how I refer to myself as well. My husband says that he's Gen X and I do not believe that I am Gen X. I firmly believe I am a geriatric millennial. Yes. Yeah. Same. I feel like we identify with that best. But, you know, we have to make sure that we still give our kids that autonomy and agency because we had that growing up, you know, we just had to be home before dark. There was never, you know, yes, there's, you know, a lot of different things at play now, social media and, and how we have to be uber mindful. So I'm not discounting all that. But I think that the more, quote unquote, helicopter we are, and if we, if we don't allow ourselves to, as you said, step out, they're never going to learn. And these are things that they'll have to face on a daily basis when they're adults. So we have to teach them somehow. And why not under, you know, our roof and, and with our guidance? Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said. So obviously the title of your show is That's Total Mom Sense. What is mom sense? I'm also going to be inclusive here and say dad sense. What is parent sense. Yes, I love that you did that. Yeah, it was it started just being a fun play on words, but inherently it is our built-in sixth sense. 
And as mothers, fathers, grandmas, aunties, we all have this. It's our intuition. And I feel like that's our North Star. It's our it's our gut. And it, it always gives you that answer that you're seeking. And it comes from within. And so in parenting, which feels you know, a little scary and nerve wracking, especially for a first time parent, we're oftentimes second guessing ourselves. And it's like, am I doing this right? Is this how it goes? But trust that mom says and that dad says, you know how to raise your kid. So don't ever doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a first time mom, well, I only have one child, but when he was first born, I felt so bombarded with information that I almost didn't know to trust my mom sense. And do you ever find that that's the case? Yes. Yes, I, I do. And I think in this day and age, you know, there's just so many different ways to classify parenting. It's like, are you a positive parent? Are you a conscious parent? And you can't really pigeonhole what your style is or what your approach is. And, and you know, as, as much as we joke, like there's no rule book to parenting, I feel like there are a ton, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> there's so audio books. Yeah. Like everyone has an approach and a philosophy around it. And then, you know, I don't want anyone to get sucked into any dogma. It's like, you know, only you uniquely know your child, your family dynamic, your upbringing, your background. And so, you know, use all of those kind of gifts and, and tools that you have to set you on your path and, you know, and encourage your, your kid to pursue their own because it does get really inundating. And, and I think that's why I wanted to podcast too. And I'm sure you agree. Is like, I couldn't read all the literature out there. And I felt like I bought the few baby books, but I was like, I'm not reading all of this, you know, I'm, I'm choosing sleep, but at least with podcasts, you can tune in and passively listen. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what's right for you and, and take, you know, bits and pieces where, where it's applicable. This episode is brought to you by Modern Mom Style Box. Upgrade your wardrobe and enjoy unlimited styles for just $60 a month. Modern Mom Style Box is the first rental clothing subscription designed exclusively for moms and moms-to-be. Get started today with a free trial. Use promo code PTO. Yeah, I think that you and I both serve a similar role in as much as that we're sort of the filter through which a lot of that information comes. You know, I interview tons of authors who write tons of parenting books, all about different things, not just, you know, one specific thing. And, you know, if I could read through it and sort of sift out the nuggets and then bring them onto the show to really hone, like, okay, what are my takeaways? What do I really need to know about your topic? Then I think, you know, that's how we're doing the best service that we can for our audiences. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's, it, you have to have this kind of amalgamation of many different perspectives so that you have like a holistic view, you know, for yourself and for your kids. Yeah. I know for me personally, I like to consider myself a conscious parent and I've interviewed Dr. Shafali. I don't know if you know her. She is incredible, wonderful, wonderful woman, wonderful books. And once I realized how to get in touch with myself and break 
cycles from how I was raised, right? I think the, one of the single most important parenting lessons is breaking generational cycles so that then you can parent the way either you wanted to be parented or the way that, and I'm using this in quotes because I hate the word should, but the way that you should be doing it. And for me, like I said, I can only speak personally. For mm-hmm. me, breaking those cycles is really what made all the difference. Yes, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, parenting is an opportunity to live your childhood all over again and, you know, do the things that maybe you didn't have a chance to do. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. And then whatever didn't sit well with you, you get to, you know, navigate differently. It's, it's really liberating when you think about it. It is. And then it even helps our relationship with our own parents because now you see them in a different light, that maybe they acted X, Y, and Z because of the stress that they were under or that they were overwhelmed given what what the lifestyle looked like then. And so it, it's sort of a gift to be able to look through that new lens now as, as a parent and as a parent who is doing the hard work. So as a former CNN journalist, you obviously are a natural born storyteller. You're an eloquent Quint speaker, much more than I am. <laughs> You're an eloquent speaker. You're awesome, Dara. <laughs> and so my question is, how does your background in storytelling and the news inform how you interview and how you put your show together? This is totally a selfish question for myself because it's a little bit different from life lessons. It's like life lessons for a podcaster. Or a podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, no, I, I think it's great. And it's one that I feel like I'm constantly honing in on, as Michelle Obama has said in her interviews for The Light We Carry, life is practice. And so is storytelling. I think that, you know, as we really seek to engage our audience and and all the different media are changing and evolving, you got to find new ways to connect. What I learned in television is there's a few different things. One is, you know, to make sure you do your research. I feel it's so important to go into every interview or dialogue prepared because the guest can suss it out when you, when you haven't done that work. And so that could be, you know, it's not just reading a Wikipedia page. You got to go a step further and listen to their interviews, you know, hear what they sound like and how they kind of you know, answer their questions, what they're passionate about, what lights them up. And of course, their books and what they've written about, press articles, all that. So I think just going in, having this whole arsenal of knowledge helps because the guests can just feel that and and feel like, yes, okay, this person has put the work in. The other thing is to make sure that you're, you know, mindful, thoughtful, empathetic, compassionate, like really embody those characteristics because, You can't fake that either. And I think in interviews, when you want to encourage your guests to get vulnerable and and talk about maybe some really hard-hitting topics, like there's a quote about it. It's an interview, not an interrogation. And so there's a certain finesse you have to have when, if you want to go into politics or anything that might be a little contentious on how how to ask and how to bring that out. And I think if you take the time to to be empathetic and and understand where, you know, this person's coming from and find like one little piece to connect on, 
then you can go there. And lastly, I would say to make sure you don't just fill the air. Yeah, I remember a professor of mine when I did my master's in journalism was saying like, never ask two questions in a row and make sure, you know, as you are the person, you know, posing the questions, you're not the one who's like talking the most. And I think I kind of notice that when I'm watching talk shows and daytime television, like who has that ability to really listen because it, it is a skill. And oftentimes is, you know, you might think a pause is awkward. A pause is a good thing. Pause is just a breath. And it allows, you know, both people to just process and then make sure we're like mindful about what we're saying. So, you know, I think that's a good point too, is to just pause when you think there needs to be a comma and not a period and let the other person talk and, and, and listen. And then you have this like very organic flow. And with podcasting, I just love that we all get to have these dialogues regularly, whether you're a podcaster or if you're a guest who's appearing on one, I think communication is key. And it just, it's like just the key to, to knowledge and, and feeling like we're growing and doing something meaningful in our day and we're learning. And, you know, I, I don't feel like any day of, you know, podcasting, it feels like work. It's just like, oh, this is like, literally like something that's been given to me. I'm just a student of life. And like, these are all my subjects who are going to help teach me. What, Kanika, are you most passionate about? Hmm. I'd have to say... You know, my life calling and my purpose is storytelling. I know Oprah always says this. She says it's, it's to discover your purpose in life. It's the highest and truest expression of yourself. And for me, it's to have meaningful conversations with people all around the globe with diverse backgrounds and perspectives and having it be through this interview format that I'm telling a story. And I think that gleaning from everyone's experiences is helping me navigate my own life and what I want to imbibe and then pass it on to my kids. And if I were to just sum up my legacy, it's that I want to absorb as much as I can to be able to pass it on to them so beautifully said. I feel the same way about my own work is that, like you mentioned it before about it's like getting free therapy, right? Like I'll chat with Dr. Jafali, get free therapy from her, chat with other other therapists and, and other mental health professionals. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or other, you know, parenting experts. I mean, all, all kinds of people, right? We have the opportunity to to speak with all different people from, like I said, diverse backgrounds, different voices, and that we're, we're able to take a little bit of that to then make us a better person. And I know that sounds super selfish, but I think that you and I have a, a similar legacy in that sense. And, and so I'm so grateful, so grateful to do the work that I do. And I'm so grateful for you to do the work that you do because it's it's so needed in a world now where we have TikTok and Instagram and, and everything's in like seven second clips or you know really really short sound bites. I think it's important to have a 
30-minute, 40-minute conversation where people are really letting their ideas flow. And that's not always the case. And as much as I love social media, because I do, and that's how I got started and stuff like that, I really, really appreciate the longer, more in-depth conversations like this. Yes, I I completely agree. It fills my cup. And I think this is what we're going to use to proceed through life. You know, every season, every chapter, like we have something and people to learn from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because there's so many wonderful people out there doing so many wonderful things that it's like, well, why not gleam some information from them and then share them with our own community? Why not? If, if they're willing to share, they're not gatekeeping this information, right? Like they want people to understand a certain way to do things and, and to make our lives easier and to enrich others. And it's like, well, why wouldn't we do that? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I thank you for creating the community that you have. You know, I think just to be a resource and a beacon where you're bringing on these thought leaders every week to help them navigate their lives and you know their motherhood journey is incredible. You should be so proud of yourself and for what you're doing and what you're providing for us. Oh, thank you. I, I really, truly appreciate that. When Eve came on my show, she was like, Tara, this is your unicorn space. Yes. I was like, oh, thank you. There you go. It really is. <laughs> it is. It is. I thought that was so sweet. So let me ask you a couple more questions. My, this is probably the biggest one. We're talking about life lessons today. What's your biggest life lesson? You know, it's there's so many. It's hard to just focus on one. You don't have to focus on one. I have time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll start with the golden rule. You know, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. And I think this kind of is how I've always lived my life. I feel like it's so important to be kind and to be compassionate. You don't know what the stranger next to you is going through. And I think that's one of my superpowers. I'm an empath and I I kind of feel what others feel and I put myself in their shoes. And so I think that's, that's so important. And when you get that back from, you know, your partner or your kids, you just feel so validated. Like, okay, they know what, you know, mommy's going through. And, and that's just, just so, it's just such a wonderful feeling. And then, you know, I would say, hmm, to your thoughts become things, you know, you, we don't realize how powerful manifesting is, but the more we let negative self-talk and any kind of toxic thoughts flood our brain, the more you spiral. And believe me, I've been there, you know, and it takes a lot to just get myself out. It's really effing hard. (laughs) But I think when you realize that when you are in a space of clarity and grace and gratitude, like what you can achieve is insurmountable, you know, and that's all you have to do. It's this mental shift. So I think that's the second life lesson. I'm going to steal that and put it in my pocket and always have it in my pocket whenever I need that. I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to think about you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So Kanika, tell everyone where we can find you. 
Sure. So I am most active on Instagram. You can follow me at just my name at Kanika Chata Gupta. And that's Total Mom Sense is a podcast available on all the players. So Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. And I post everything on my site. That's totalmomsense.com. And you must, 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 if you're listening to this podcast, you must go listen to her podcast, but more likely than not, you're already listening to her (laughs) podcast. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so, so much for being here. And thank you for sharing your light with me and with my audience. Thank you, Tara. I can't wait to hang out with you in person. I can't wait. We're going (laughs) to, you're not going to get rid of me now. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) New Jersey soul sisters over here. A (laughs) hundred percent. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another Modern Mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.